the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. It calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our hola, amigos. I am Spud, Spud Goodman. <laughs> the Spud Man. <laughs> Welcome to a radio show that aspires to be much more than it could really ever achieve. I, I'm just being real here. Is Yeah, I, I would still like to someday be a big-time, super popular talk show host, but at this point in my career, it's not looking good. I mean... When you think about it, as long as I'm still on the air, you never know. I mean, stranger things have happened, right? You know, like a reality star becoming the leader of the free world? These guys, they make millions of dollars. They're smart as hell. Anyway, so now I need to introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Uh, let's start with a low-key approach and go with a, a snicker and then slowly build towards you know, the end of the show with maybe, you know, a full-on belly laugh. Let's end with a oh, belly laugh. Well, I, I can do that. But, you know, a snicker is not just some low-key laugh that anyone on the street can pull off. Oftentimes, it can come off as condescending and even disrespectful. So I always try and stay mindful of what I want to communicate with a snicker. Yeah, you know, maybe a snicker would not be a good idea, as, as it could be taken as a statement of rebellion among staff members. You know, that a coup might be underway against me. Uh, what? We should probably... St- Put the snicker on hold for now and just go with a chortle, if that's okay. Well, if you say so. <laughs> How was that? Effective and not a subtle attack on my authority and credibility as a talk show host. Good. Thank you. Now I'm forced to acknowledge our show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, you know, last night while I was trying to fall asleep, I think I came up with a great way for you to acknowledge my acknowledgement of you when we start each show. Now check this out. Okay. It would streamline the process and give us mm, like way more time for you know, like valuable content. So what I propose is for you to hold up one finger for yes and two fingers for no. Okay? So I'm not going to ask you if you're happy to be here with me in the studio. You need to hold up one finger but for yes. I, That'll take care of it. I don't feel holding up a finger or two is going to adequately allow me to express myself. And Yes, I but always... you understand. You have to understand. It's not about you, man. It's about well, what's best for the show. And that means holding up one or two fingers to respond if and when I might call on you. You know, for your take. I'll try this again. I bet you're pretty darn happy to be here with me in the studio, right? What's it going to be, yo? Come on! Okay, and I will say again, holding up fingers does not provide me a a real opportunity to respond to any question you might ask me. Yes or no? You're you're kidding me, right? (laughs) Uh, No, no, I am not kidding. 
Fingers just seem to be the way to go. As it would let the show keep its momentum after I do my introduction, like right now, and I sensed everything comes to a dead stop when I have to introduce you, and our listeners are forced to, you know, endure your endless babbling. Less is more in broadcasting. Yes! Less, maybe, but but not none. I, I want to be on the record as saying... I am a victim here. <laughs> okay, fine, Mr. Snowflake. Well, Say something, but make it extremely brief. Okay. <clears throat> I would just like to say how gosh darn excited I am for this show. As Okay, I have then. Well doing... stated. Great job. I, so what I thought we might want to talk about was that goofy Space Force, you know, that was suggested a ways back, you know, by someone that will remain nameless. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, yeah, I'll admit it does sound kind of cool. Uh, and okay, I, I've, I've made it clear on this show that I've always wanted to be an astronaut since I was like four or five. And if it was, you know, huh. I was, I'm always, 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 I've always been freaked out by heights. I'm just going to say it again. It's embarrassing to say it. But if I wasn't, I would have signed up to be one years ago. Do you, do you think there's an age limit for astronauts if, if I ever do get a handle on my fear of heights? Oh, I'm pretty sure you're a little too old for them at this point, Spud. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, how many push-ups or sit-ups could you do now? Well, I haven't done a push-up or a sit-up since, like, maybe my ninth grade PE class. Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing maybe seven or eight. Push-ups or sit-ups? Well, like, both of them together. Because my back issue makes it really tough to do a legal setup. But I can do, a, you know, a few pull-ups, too. And I'm probably not going to like you, no matter how many pull-ups or push-ups you do. Uh, you know, Spud, our country's Space Force, which, by the way, will happen. Space Force. Just like right. the wall. Yeah. But the wall. what about Obama's idea of health care for all? Now, that is way more goofy. Um, I think it'd be actually... How can you compare the goofiness of a Space Force uh, to Barack Obama's Affordable Care Act? We well, we already have the Air Force. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, it most certainly Gerald, does. Gerald, Gerald, health care has no correlation to a Space Force. With, with all due respect, Mrs. Jarvitz, I'm discussing a topic that you may not be familiar with. I, I know you mean well, but... You know, we're talking about serious excuse issues Excuse me, excuse me, but I have a master's degree in mechanical engineering oh. and a second in environmental studies. Did you ever finish that last bowling class at BYU that you talked about taking so you could finally get your BA? Yeah, did you? Uh, I, well, I'm... I'm pretty much a graduate. It, it's it's only a technicality that I haven't received my formal degree. Uh-huh. Listen, I would have taken that bowling class way back, except I'd sprained my pinky finger my senior year, and it made it tough to grasp a ball. Come on, yo. Your pinky looks fine to me now. Why don't well, you just now... man up and take that last class online if you have to? And also... That Space Force is way goofier than healthcare for the uninsured, dude. No, All no. right, now I'm in the mood for some music. Just quiet down. How about a Fleming Lips cover? You know, she don't use jelly. I love that tune. This one's by Ben Folds 5. She don't you 
is a Spud Goodman Show. This is a Spud Goodman Show. Hi, this is Don Rickles. I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. That'll show you how my career is going. I hope you listen to it, because the last time I saw him, he was out in the woods chopping logs. But who knows? Ah, that's it, folks. Spud, your first guest, Dan Fogler, is waiting to speak with you. Okay, good to know. Uh, you guys do know Dan was in one of the coolest movies ever, Balls of Fury. It was a great kung fu ping pong movie. Look, alternative facts are not facts. Yeah, you know, I saw that on cable a few years ago. Um, a very fine sports film. Yes. Now he's co-starring on The Walking Dead. Hopefully he'll, he'll last a while before he, too, gets eaten by one of those darn walkers. You know, is it me, or does it seem like we have had on a whole lot of those dead show actors? It, it seems like we've had the whole cast on from those two programs here on The Spud Goodman Show. What can I say? They're, you know, both popular shows, and you and I are so unpopular. You know, we need these kind of guests to balance well, it out. Now, that makes sense to me. Right, yeah. yeah uh, Spud, I understand you are not a popular figure, but what about me? I myself do have a significant following. Mm, I, I think you need to do a recount. Uh, just put Dan through. Yeah, here he is. Please welcome actor and writer Dan Fogler. Thanks for calling into the show. Man, um, it's good to be here. Yeah. So you, How the hell are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so you currently co-star in The Walking Dead, airing on AMC Sundays at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, playing the character Luke. When you first appeared on this show, people were not sure if you were a good guy or a bad guy. It, it seemed like the group of people you were with were kind of shady. I, I guess it turned out you're a good guy, huh? Yeah, what is what? Is it the, the crowd I was with was shady? Is that what it was? I kind of think why? so. Why? I don't know. Yeah, really? Don't... <laughs> well, tell me why you talk about uh, you know, my mom always taught me that you know, you're to be judged by the, the, the people you hang out with. And I just thought, I just uh, got this vibe from them that, I don't know, uh, maybe it's just me. But anyway, you're a good guy. Well, what did you learn? I think you learned from that. You learned to never judge a book by its cover. Good point. Good point. All right. Well, you know, having had other cast members on our show who were unfortunately... <laughs> suddenly killed off on on The Walking Dead. Just just how scared are you when you go to table reads for that week's show? Because it'd be nice to get a heads up before you get eaten by a walker. Yeah. Imagine you. Imagine if you went to work every day and uh, at the end of the week, you, you had a moment where you walked in and you didn't know if you were going to have a job the next week. It's kind of messed up, isn't it? Yeah, especially if like you, you put yeah. something, you buy something on time, you know, payments and stuff. You just don't know if you can handle it. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, they they, they give you a couple weeks notice, you know. But they let you know. Cool. Um, it's funky, man. Yeah, it's it's a uh, being an actor. It's um, it's a it's a tricky business because I don't know any other profession where you have to um, for every single job. Well, not every single job, but for 99% of your job, you have to you have to come in on your own dime and have several job interviews. <laughs> Just for one job. Yeah. You know, tap dancing, 
singing, you know, doing whatever they want. And then they'll say, okay, come back another 20 times. And then you may not even get the job. That sounds um, like a drag. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you really have to, you really have to love it. You really have to want to be there, you know? I, I, um, I guess. And, yeah. I, yeah. You know, Philip Seymour Hoffman, may you rest in peace, he said, um, he said, you got to treat every single audition like it's the final performance, you know? So you feel like you're, cause, because you never know. You can never get to, you know, you never, you never get to, you never, never see those people again. Right. So you, you got to walk away from it fulfilled every time. And, um, yeah. Well. So it's, uh, yeah, I take that to heart. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Spud. Yes. Well, if I may interject here. I know exactly how Dan feels about the temporary nature of his profession, as I, too, have to show up for work each day knowing that my official title, temporary permanent co-host, could at any time be changed to temporary temporary co-host. I sure would appreciate more job security than I currently have. Hey, Dan, just a sec. Well, welcome to the real world. There are no guarantees in life. Nothing is forever. Well, you know, except, you know, my role as host because the show's named after yes, me. Yes, yes. Uh, you really were shrewd in having the show named after yourself. Well played. Thank you. Okay, but would it be unreasonable for me to someday secure a contract or agreement regarding my position on the show? You have another job, a second job, so don't be greedy, man. Yeah, well, thank God for my sales position at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. Oh, no. Did I mention I'm the second leading salesperson on the floor this quarter? South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. Uh, not cool with the jingle. All right, I'm back. Thanks, Um. Well, speaking of uh, when you're shooting, I, I, you know, I just wanted to know this. Actually, when you're on the set in Georgia, you know, doing the show, uh, do the extras yeah. ever hang out with you and share what it feels like to be in that makeup and the heat and humidity? Because I think it'd be like a latex sauna. Dude, you're so right about that. It, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's hot, it's hot, and um, it's like working in a sauna. And if you don't embrace that heat, um, yeah, you're not going to have a fun time. And then I always have the those walkers who are standing out in the heat and. They're extras, and um, they're under all that makeup, and um, I don't know how they do it, man. I just yeah. don't know how they do it. It's uh, and I use them as a barometer, and I try to make sure that I I go up to them and I and I check in with them, make sure they got water and stuff, and um, because uh, it's hard as as much as it's as hard as being an actor, it's it's, it's a thousand times harder being an extra. Well, yeah. Um, Think about it. Think about it, though. It's tough for any of the walkers to tell their friends and family they were on The Walking Dead, because who's going to believe them? I mean, there's no proof. (laughs) Yeah, you know, yeah, they have to have some kind of sign or something, like uh, like a Carol Burnett. Like they 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 like pull their they pull their earlobe when they're walking. (laughs) Good good call. Yeah. Uh, well, um, all right. Well, let me move on to another uh, th- another topic because you starred in the major motion picture Balls of Fury, a-, a story about ping pong. It may well, well, you know, be may very well be the only <laughs> ping pong movie ever made. I know there was never a thirty for thirty on ESPN on it, so. I uh, yeah, I think it is the only. I think there was um, definitely a little bit of ping pong 
and uh, a little bit of ping pong and Forrest Gump. Um, and uh, because I had both, I, I was trained by the people that trained Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump. I had the same people who trained me in ping pong, which was, I always thought was amazing. Um, I retained none of them, but uh, it was really a blast to, to work in that movie. It's crazy, yeah. I think that's the only ping pong, um, like, kung fu movie ever made. I, 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 it is. Let's just say it is. You know, I'm pretty good at ping pong. I, I can beat my most little kids and seniors because I have really quick twitch muscles, great ones. I, I've been told, but I don't know. I, I, you look yeah. pretty good. You look pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, they made me look good. I mean, they they, I, they were checking my form. I had good form, but a lot of that that ball was CGI. Like that was a lot of like, like hitting something that wasn't there. Well, that's off the record, but okay, all right. Um, well, that's, that's, that's very much on the record. Okay, all right. Well, you know, Christopher Walken was was your co-star. Did he lay any wisdom on you during this production? He strikes me as kind of a, a source of great insight, kind of a mystic. Okay, yes, absolutely. He, um, okay, you want to hear an amazing thing he told me? Because yeah. he would be like watching, he would watch the Discovery Channel and then like the night before, and then he would have like some revelations and he would bring it in the next day and tell me at the weirdest time. And <laughs> he would go, he goes, you know, Dan, in space, a black hole, it makes the sound. And I went, really? He goes, yeah. It goes, wow, 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 wow. And he goes, you know, Dan, when you're born, you make that same sound only 15 octaves higher. Wow, wow, wow. Like that story? I did. We owe you one for that one. That, I did. that was like bonus time. All right, super. Well, you know, I know yeah. you got a scoot, right. so... Did I, uh, kinda, did I sound like walking? Oh, hell yeah. And I, I know you got a Pacino, an Al Pacino in your back pocket you could pull out at any time, too. But I but I know you got to get out of here. I got to go. I got to get out of here. Oh, See you later. Thank you. Thank you. All right, super. Well, let me say again that you're now co-starring on a show a few people are aware of. I don't know. The Walking Dead airing on AMC Sunday nights at 9, 8 Central. Hey, thanks a whole lot for coming on our show. Man, thank you. All right, Mr. Dan Fogler. There's still more fun and excitement in store in the second half of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief intermission. Now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, Spud, 
our resident sex therapist, Christine Gregson, is holding on the line right now. You know, I've not read her blog, Your Sex Life. Have you? No, I'm not a real big blog reader, uh. but, but you know, but I do have something I want to run by her. You know, it, it's very cool for our show to have both a psychic, uh, Mr. Ted Marr, and, and now a sex therapist like Christine on our, you know, our staff. I mean, they're gonna, they're able to really answer any question I might have. And here's the key: they don't charge me; it's uh. free. I guess it's one of the few perks of this job. Well, you know, I, I myself have never been in need of a sex therapist. It's an area my wife, Rachel, feels I've been blessed. Oh, uh, okay. No need for outside intervention for me, that's for sure. Well, hey, free is free, okay? And I'm, not, I'm taking advantage of it, and I'm not well, too yeah. proud to utilize her services. Just put her through. Yeah, very well. Here she is. Welcome back to the show, our resident sex therapist, Christine Gregson. Uh, this is, what, your third appearance on our program? So mm -hmm. it's looking like you won't dump us for a better, more popular show. Hmm. We appreciate you doing this segment, as I'm guessing it's it's not a real plus for you in your private practice, huh? Oh, it's been a lot of fun coming on your show. Really? And, yeah. And there really has not been any impact on my practice, negative or positive. Okay. No need to worry about that. Well, really, I would have thought you you might have had lost at least a couple clients. I guess, I guess that's a good good thing. I guess. Well, what I wanted to ask you was a little problem. You know, a lot of my friends seem to be suffering from. They tell me it's an annoying thing that that can come up from time to time. I'm referring to. I th I think they call it like ED issues. ED issues. Yeah. ED I, issues. I have. I have had extensive experience dealing with this condition yeah. and how it does impact relationships. Okay. It's it's very prevalent with males over 40. Do you wish to know about it? Well, my friends, you know, feel it, it's a real bummer and it can sort of, it can mess up their sex life is what I'm saying here. I mean, they, they hear those commercials all day and night about just taking a pill and everything is hunky-dory, but it's not that simple, is it? Just take a pill... And there's suddenly, what, sex machines? That's just false advertising, right? Well, yeah, I wouldn't take the claims of the pharmaceutical industry in what their medication can do for patients without a little bit of skepticism. Overcoming okay. this issue in the bedroom can be more complicated than just taking a pill. Right, yes, there, that's what my yes. friends say. Just like an onion, there are many layers to this problem. Okay. Well, that's actually good to hear. Some of my friends, you know, say that the pills don't always do the trick, you know? That's right. That's why treatment with a skilled therapist can often bridge the gap. Okay, I may, good. I myself utilize a number of treatment modalities that have proven very effective. Well, but, but my friends say that talking to someone about this is kind of embarrassing. You know, uh, you understand what I'm saying. As a therapist, you know, I mean, there's... You know, some of your clients, I'm sure, are a little embarrassed when they, when they you know, are in session with you, right? Sure. I understand. Well, your, friends, your friends need to know that dealing with ED issues demands a multifaceted approach. It would be great if we could take a pill and magically all our health issues would vanish, but that's just not being realistic. Well, I do take Claritin for my hay fever, and it basically makes it go away. So some pills do, you know, make miracles happen. I mean, yeah, there's that. 
Oh, without a doubt, certain medications save lives. Right. Modern medicine has made such tremendous strides, but there are limitations. In regards to sexual conditions, though, yeah. therapy is a great partner in treatment. Well, so if my friends were cool with it, could they maybe make an appointment with you? I mean, you don't seem that, sure. you know, scary or anything. I just think they could talk to you about this stuff. Spud. What? Well, are you sure you don't also want to bring up that issue you mentioned a few months ago with Christine? I mean, this is free therapy, and you might as well toss this one in, too. Excuse me for a moment, Christine. What are you talking about? Well, that night I came over to help you unplug your toilet. You remember you mentioned you were having some difficulty with dreams about being injured while having sexual relations. You, you remember that yeah, conversation? Yeah, I, I sort of do, yeah. Yeah, you said you were waking up in the middle of the night, like in a cold sweat. Yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable talking about that with, with Christine. It, it makes me sound like a total listener. And I haven't had that dream for a few weeks. I mean, have you ever worried, you know, that your wife had like a secret camera in the bedroom and was going to show the world, you know, via Facebook Live how miserable you are in bed? It's a real buzzkill when you when you just get obsessed with it. I just, I can't get it out of my mind, you know, in these dreams. It's just, I don't know. Uh, no. No, I, I can't say that I've had that dream. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, just let me get back to Christine. Okay, I have returned. Of course, bud. I'd be happy to consult with your friends. Have them contact my office to set up an appointment. Yeah, I'm okay. still taking on new clients. Okay, all right. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, can the appointments be made in the afternoons as, as they are, are not really morning people? Mo most of them, I mean? I'm sure we have afternoon appointments available. All right, then. Well, I, I think we've successfully dealt with this stupid problem that affects so many of my friends. Uh, I think that they're going to sleep better tonight knowing that there is more help out there than just some little blue pill. Well, I'm glad I could offer some help. Yeah. Is that well, all you wanted to discuss? Well, yeah, that's the only thing that's, that's messing up things for, you know, my friends. But everything else in their lives right now is not that bad. So, uh, yeah. I guess. So I'm going to let you go. Thanks a bunch for dispensing your knowledge. And it was for free. Uh, so everybody <laughs> out there, you're welcome. All the guys, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right, I'll let you go. So we appreciate it. So thank you for calling in. It was my pleasure. I guess we'll talk again. Cool. Goodbye. All right, all right that's for the record. We'll be back in a sec. Spud goodness to a new low. Spud goodness get to a new low. Spud what new low. This is the Spud Goodman Show. That should be fun. I think I'll try that. You know. I was watching this show on PBS a couple nights ago. I know, surprise, right? Right. Um, uh, I, I guess too many people were logged in on the account. Uh, you know, I had uh, on Netflix. But anyway, so I started flipping the channels and, and began watching a, a show about the ozone layer and how soon, you know, we all might get microwaved if, if we go out in the sun. It was scary stuff. So, you know, I went to Costco like the next day and, and bought this huge 12-gallon industrial tub of SPF 100 sunscreen. You know, it doesn't hurt to get ahead of the curve when everyone tries to corner the market. Excellent. 
But anyway, I, I was thinking, what are all the cool places like Hawaii, you know, Cancun, uh, and, and all those sandals places going to do? I mean, they need tourists. And is that going to mean that rainy places like Seattle are going to be like really, really popular down the road, you know, in the years to come? I'm, I sure hope not, as the lines at Costco are already long enough. Well, you know, ozone depletion is a major concern for future life on Earth, but... That's what the show is saying. That's mm. right. The prominence of chlorine and bromine is rapidly destroying it and allowing ultraviolet B rays to reach Earth and do serious damage to all of us. Mm. Future gen- uh, generations, you know, are too, yeah. really going to be at great risk for sure. Millions of people could die. Uh, I, I would firmly disagree, Mrs. Jarvis. We don't know this for sure. You can't prevent everything. What about how cold it was this winter? Oh, boy. Weather has always changed over the 6,000 years that the Earth has been around. It was just as cold and hot when the Earth was formed. And I would remind you both that everything you see on TV or read in books are not always true. You need to rely more on plain old common sense. It's always served me well. You're saying trust old wives' tales. And reject science. That's basically what you're saying. That's a really stupid statement. And I will leave that dumb, the earth is 6,000 years old line of alone for now. Well, what is the question? It's no stupider than saying the earth is going to end soon if we don't stop using hairspray or uh, coal plants to power our cities. Spud, you and other liberals just love to overreact whenever a little storm comes our way or the weather gets a little hot in the summer. I mean, that is what air conditioning's for. That is messed up, yo. Gerald, you cannot possibly believe climate change is not real. Uh... The facts are staring you in the face. Oh, Chance, honey, I see that you want to get into this conversation, too. Go ahead. What do you want to add? Um, Let me say this first. If you plan to disagree with me, Chance, uh, then the floor does not recognize you. On this one, I don't disagree with you, Spud. All right, then. Even though I'm still a community college student, I know that climate change is real. Nowadays, I don't even have to put on suntan lotion to get a decent tan. I just walked to the 7-Eleven up the street for a Slurpee, and I looked like 30 minutes in a tanning bed. Something's changing. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, but, but what about those scientists who say there is no climate change going on? They're out there, and they're real scientists, bud. <laughs> yeah, they are real paid scientists. I mean, you pay someone enough, and they'll say anything. I think the current scoreboard, if you Google it, is 97% of the scientists say, uh, duh, it's real. And the remaining 3% say, just send the money via PayPal, please. It's <laughs> jack what you're saying. Okay, but what about the fact that my cousin Arnie, who, by the way, is a big-time sun worshiper, he is tan all year round. It's, okay, it's impressive. Yeah. Well, anyway, he just bought a timeshare in Aruba. Now, granted, he only has access to the unit one week a year, but that sure seems like full confidence in our environment, as Arnie is a biology major in college. Well, give me Arnie's email address, and I'll send him a few position papers on this topic. Well, he's a very busy man, Mrs. Jarvis, so I doubt he has time to pursue random periodicals. Apparently. Well, you should tell your cousin Arnie he better buy a case of sunscreen before he hits the beach out there. Yeah, I could sell him some of what I bought at Costco. Tell him I'll put it, put some of it in a Tupperware thingy and mail it out, mm. you know. But, right, you know, you're kind of giving me a major migraine here 
Well, my head's starting to throb. I certainly hope you're not attempting to blame your headache on global warming. That would not be rational. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! No, I'm just... I guess I'm blaming your lack of intellectual curiosity and downright ignorance. It's, well, it's making my head hurt. That's something's making it hurt. Well, it's you, not funny. Rest assured... I'm completely curious, Spud. I've never not been curious, even when I was a toddler. My mom said my curiosity prompted me to get into all sorts of mischief, like uh, once I crawled into the family grain storage bin in our basement. I guess they found me after a couple hours in there. I have a hazy memory of it, but, uh, you yeah. Well, uh, how about something a little lighter right now? Maybe my, it'll take care of my headache. Here's a cut off the Muppets movie, Most Wanted, and it's uh, one of my favorites, by the way. It's titled I'm Number One. You may recognize Ricky Gervais in this one. It's a nice tune. Hit it. I'm number one. You're number two. We're criminals at large, but I'm at larger than you. I'm number one. You're number two. I believe in equality as long as you get less than me. I'm one. You're one. You're number two. I'm number two. You may think that you're smarter, but I'm smarter than you. I'm number one. You're number two. You're lucky to be number two, not number three. I can see by the look in your eye you want to get a bigger piece of the A frog. I can see it's just a matter of time before he's gone and I'm at the front of the line. It won't be long till I get my chance, but in the meantime, I've got to dance, monkey dance. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hi, everybody. This is Dick Dale, King of the Surf Guitar, or King of the Surf Rock Guitar, or King of Heavy Metal, as many say. You're listening to the Spud Goodman Show, and what a great guy he is. But you know what's funny? When I was in the Air Force and they were punishing me, they used to make me peel a hundred spuds. 
uh, Spud, your last guest, Tone Bell, is holding for you. Good. You know, this guy's everywhere these days. His career's really taken off. Oh, I've say. watched his show, Fam, on CBS. It's very entertaining. Yeah, but I think he's out promoting uh, his new Showtime comedy special now. Oh. Yeah, you know, I also seem to have noticed that just about everyone has a comedy special these days. You know, Spud... I am a stand-up comedian. I mean, part-time, yeah, but part-time, I would love part-time. to have my own special. Yeah. Could I ask Tone for a contact number at Showtime? Hell no, you can't! Uh, absolutely not. Uh, a co-host Why? is not allowed to beg guests for a comedy special hookup. Well, and just a heads up, you would need more than three and a half minutes of material in your current act for a special. Well, my routine is now up to four minutes and 12 seconds. Heads are spinning. Routine, okay. Uh, just put tone through. Yeah, here he is. Say hello to comedian and actor Tone Bell. Thanks for coming on our show, man. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you what's up. You have a new one-hour comedy special now airing on Showtime titled Tone Bell. Can't cancel this. So I can sense in the title of the special, you may hold a bit of, like, latent resentment towards network suits that were a little <laughs> quick with the hook on prior projects. Is that right? Well, here's, no, 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 don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. Just because I've been on so many canceled television shows doesn't mean I'm bitter at all. Okay. That does not mean I'm bitter at all. It means that I'm petty. Okay. All right. I'm glad you settled I'm, that. I'm super petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm super, I'm, I'm, I'm petty, and uh, I just thought it'd be hilarious to uh, kind of take a jab back at the industry <laughs> with Absolutely. my title. Absolutely. I mean, I love doing that myself. So let me hit you with this. How long does it take to put together a one-hour comedy special? You just don't go before the cameras and wing it for 60 minutes, right? Man, you know what's crazy is I did 90 minutes, and I had to cut it by like 20-something minutes. Huh. Um which was, I didn't even know I did it. I kind of think I just blacked. It was like that scene in uh, Old School where Will Ferrell just blacks out when he's giving that speech and he wakes up, he's like, what happened? So that, that's kind of how my hour went. Like, I was, I, was t- I was supposed to do like an hour, hour, five minutes, and I did like 90. And we had to, we had to trim it back. But, uh, I mean, it took, you know, the hour was different a year before that. And then, you know, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. We didn't know if it was going to be, you know, other networks. And then we got the right deal from Showtime. And I, you know, we had a meeting and it was like, great, let's do it with Showtime. And uh, it probably took about eight months after that because I had kind of already molded it. Right. And then, then I just had to figure out what I really wanted to put in it. But, man, it, it's I, man, it's so far, I had great feedback so far. It came out this past Friday, and it's been uh, unbelievable feedback. Um, and I couldn't have some better fans, man. I mean, and, and new fans, people who didn't know who I was. Some some people, who, hopefully, who listen to this now, like, discover, oh, man, that's that dude from that thing. I remember that show, he, that got canceled. He was really funny in that. Let me watch can't cancel this so hopefully that's hopefully that you know translates right super well you know you're, you're besides uh you know having your own network television show you are in, in, in the comedy special yeah you, you're on the road a lot as a stand-up do you have like a go-to time killer to fill up the day between your shows like a hobby or like a tv channel you can stare out for seven or eight hours straight you know what i normally do is like especially now what i do is uh i get on showtime and i watch can't cancel this over and over again oh. until i have to go to my gig so Huh. I don't know if that's a good method for anybody else, but I would advise. I think it's work. I think it's worth it. I think it's therapeutic. So just watch Can't Cancel This until you got something to do. Wow! All right, super. I just wrote that down. Or, or, or you know what? You know, what's even a better idea is watching uh, Sam on CBS at nine thirty after Mom every Thursday. That's also a great option. That's okay. another great option. You got well, you got a couple options. Let me or you hit can you see this. April twelfth. <laughs> you can see April twelfth in Little. <laughs> 
I'm gonna get to some of this stuff. Just, I actually have a plan here. Oh, so, oh, oh. let me say this. Okay, go ahead. Well, as a follow-up, I'm a journalist. Let me hit you with a follow-up on that on that FAM CBS sitcom that's airing Thursdays at 9:30, 8:30 Central. So, you've worked on other network sitcoms, okay? <laughs> so, and here's my money question: How does this one stack up against the others, like Better Craft Services? Hey, man, we got sushi on this one. Oh, wow. We got sushi. I'm telling you, man, so you know, when they bring out sushi, you know they like you. Absolutely. Dang. Um, sushi, I mean, wow. sushi towers, baby. Seafood towers. Dang. We yeah. have dope-ass dope grilled cheese all the time. You got like a chocolate fountain, too? Oh, man. Fondue? What you talking about? Fountain. Like a chocolate fountain. Oh, man, we we, we doing all that. Oh, all, all right, all right. Well, let me move on to something. You got so many damn things going on. Let me let me hit you with this. You, you kind of have a development uh, deal with FX. So, how much artistic freedom does one get when putting together your own show? Does, does FX send you notes twenty four seven, or do they leave you pretty much alone while you're putting it together? No, FX FX was pretty good about not doing. You know, they they kind of let you live with it, which is great. Like they kind of. I mean, Atlanta's on FX. Better Things on FX. You know what yeah, I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's some great some great shows. That are uh, that are unbelievable, and they kind of let, let the art, artists, you know, have their freedom. So, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's great. And like, yeah, I do have I do have enough time. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a new movie now. I'm actually filming a new movie now, so I uh, trim my tour back a little bit. But yeah, man, you know, it's it's, it's different every day. I, you know, one day I'm acting in a film, one day I'm doing stand up, and then going to film next day, and then you know, maybe pop it on a TV show, or maybe do some interviews, you know, whatever. So like, it's, it's kind of you know, it's 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 a uh, it's kind of my first point in my career where I'm starting to do all this at the same time. I've done it all, but now it's like every day is something different. So it's, it's a learning experience, man. And, and uh, anybody who knows my career or is now just in, being introduced to it, man, I appreciate the support because it is not easy. And, and uh, it doesn't matter if y'all don't watch it and don't like it. Spud, what? Tone would seem to be a good role model for you and your career. Uh, his work ethic is exemplary. And it would sure be in your best interest to try and emulate him. He may never sleep, but you, on the other hand, take really long naps a couple of times not a day. Not that long. Well, that is not going to get you to where you want to go professionally. Hey, man, I need a brief moment here. My naps are therapeutic. Uh, Many other cultures take naps during the day. I use them strategically. Yes, yes. Since you were a toddler, naps have been very important to you, yes. Spud. I know both your mom and dad felt you were a monster as a kid without at least two naps a day. I don't day. Know about that. Well, as an adult, I would say now you might need three a day just to keep you from melting down. Yeah. Um, my occasional emotional meltdowns are very infrequent these days, Aunt Dorothy. Mm. My therapist has helped me get a handle on them for the most part. Well... All I know is few people can afford to waste important hours during the workday to sleep. Uh, you don't want to see me without my naps, okay? I, I got to get back to tone. I have returned. Let's go. So tell me a little bit about the new movie you're shooting. So it's uh, it's called Sylvie, uh, starring Tessa Thompson. And uh, uh, it's I mean, it's, it's a wonderful cast. Uh, Eva Longoria plays... Um, Carmen and she's my she's my wife in the movie. Uh, I shaved for the first time. Dude, I've had a beard for eight years and I just shaved for the first time. So now I look like Cab Calloway right now. Yeah, cool. Period piece because it's set in the fifties. Yeah. So yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 uh, people think I'm always working. Fortunately, I I have been working a lot. But uh, you know, it's it's you know, it's hurry up and wait. Get a lot of stuff, then you slow down for a little bit. Right. Get a lot of stuff, then you slow down for a little bit. So 
Uh, that's just, you know, but you know how it goes. I mean, you're entertainment. You know, it's like stuff is busy. You get a slow season, busy again. You're always doing something, but it's not something that people might always see. Right. Well, I'm going to close with this, Tone. In your case, let, let me ask you, what's been your most memorable moment in comedy? Uh, you know, this is a small moment, but this is so... I, <clears throat> excuse me. I did a show on Netflix called Disjointed, and so that's when I became friends with Kathy Bates, and Kathy has been such an incredible... Even even after the show got canceled, me and Kathy hang out probably at least once a month. Cool. And uh, I, go to the, I go to the house and we hang out. So last time I went to the house, she was like, can I see the special? Literally, me and Kathy... Me and Kathy Bates watched my special from start to finish in her kitchen while we're just like eating snacks. It was unbelievable. So it's probably one of, even though it's not a comedy moment, it was, I got a friend who was a co-star of mine and she laughed and she was like, I'm so proud. So like that was, it was just a good moment, man. Somebody I was a fan of for years and then now we're friends and, and she enjoyed it. So like that's probably one of the best comedy moments I have. Cool. That's that's a good story. Um, all right. Well, let me remind everyone again that your new comedy special on Showtime airing now. Tone Bell can't cancel this. That's it's right. available for viewing. That's right. Everybody can watch it. Correct. Everybody just get that's into right. Showtime. If you don't have Showtime. If you don't have Showtime, you get a seven day free trial to watch it, and then whatever you want to do with that, it's up to you. Ooh, I like that. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on our show. Yo, appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, uh, can't wait to be that way when I go back on tour. And uh, and a shout out to my boy Adam Ray. All right, there you have it, Mr. Tone Bell. Sriracha. I now use sriracha on all my food. Too much of it can actually change your mood. Like I will pour it on when at dinner if someone says I'm rude. And though I often then respond with something crude, no one seems to really mind as all my friends are degenerates who act quite lewd. I now use sriracha on all my food, even though it makes my irritable bowel syndrome flare up at times. Hey, before I space this, I wanted to ask everyone on the show something. I keep forgetting to ask it. Do you guys like pistachios? I don't get it. They're like really popular. Yeah. There are TV commercials and print ads for them. Who knew there was a pistachio lobby? I'll say it here and without fear. I don't like pistachios. There, I said it. What the hell, yo? You're kidding, right? No, I, I'm not. I love pistachios. I go through a few pounds a month. Uh, but our family buys them in bulk. You are, you're way off the mark on this one. Oh, well, I don't care for them. But in, yeah, a, well, in a pinch, right. like at a cocktail hour, if they're the only nuts to nibble on, I will go with the flow and have a few. Oh. But I am a cashew person myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I can eat cashews all day long. They are the best. All other nuts suck compared to cashews. Right. If anybody cares what I like, I vote for pecans. They're a nice touch in a salad. But okay. what about walnuts? I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. You know, they're a good source of protein, Spud. I think you're being short-sighted oh, here. Oh, yuck. I always pick out the walnuts in cookies and fruitcake. Oh, Mrs. Jarvis, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Oh. 
Are you like in a contrarian mood or what? No. I mean, do you have to disagree with everything said on this show? That's my job as host, by the way. Well, what about your tendency? Well, there you go again. What's up with your whataboutisms? What? Is that your go-to response for everything these days? Oh, I've sure been noticing this lately, Gerald. Mm-hmm. You what? seem to have developed this habit of always saying, what about whenever someone says something you disagree with? Yes! That is so not true. I-, I may occasionally try to point out the other side of a situation on the show, but I'm only exercising my free speech rights. Do we want a show where only the words of Spud Goodman are heard and taken as fact? Um, duh. This is the Spud Goodman show, dude. You are a temporary co-host. And first and foremost, uh, the number one task of a co-host is don't contradict the host. It's very wrong on so many levels. Temporary, permanent. Well, he is right, Gerald. I, as the designated laugher, often find myself in disagreement with what Spud says on the show. But if I voiced my opinion throughout the program, there would be no time for the guest interviews, Mm -hmm. let alone musical Mm -hmm. guests. There are times in life, dear, when we all need to bite our tongue and keep our thoughts to ourselves. Thank you, Aunt Dorothy. I know I often find myself struggling to keep my feelings to myself during the show. Why do you think I'm always playing video games on my phone? It keeps me distracted from listening to all the dumb stuff Spud says. Um, I don't remember asking for your input on that. because you Didn't you just say earlier you weren't going to disagree with me? That was earlier in the show. I'm just trying to keep it real. You know what I mean! I like it much better before when you were only like seen and not heard as our intern. You know, we give you a little airtime and now you think the world's longing to hear your wisdom. My phone just died in the middle of my video game, so I'm really bored now. How much longer till the show's over? Oh, just <laughs> a minute or two, sweetie. Chance is very deep, Spud. He deep? does not suffer fools well, and I've told you this, and you just don't seem to grasp it. Uh, I'm sorry, but what about the wisdom of the show's co-host? You know, I'm a much more respected voice of reason than an intern. Oh, no. Uh, you know, Gerald, my dad told me when I was growing up that using that old what about angle was just a dumb way to distract and deflect. It never worked for me, that's for sure. See, I told you he was deep. Yeah, well, I'm not Maybe. trying to deflect. Uh, I'm, I'm just glad you are not a baseball ump or, or like an NBA referee. As you'd have to hear what abouts from the players all day long at work or... Or, my God, if, if you were a judge in court, well, you would get so played by the attorneys. Sometimes the truth is just the truth. Truth isn't truth. And sometimes both sides are guilty of something. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's bringing out the old both sides angle. My dad really got mad when I tried that one. Yeah, that, that both sides talking point is the main option on all cable news shows well, when someone knows they lost the argument. Yeah, Fox and Friends starts right now. But hey, I got to close the show now, so please do not in the future ever use that freaking what about again, capiche? Well, but what about, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I will come up with a more effective manner to express my dissent. Yeah, you do that. Good decision. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. And now we'll leave everyone with a bit of this tune by Sheeler and Sheeler titled Carphone. Later. ETA should be 8
today's agenda. You've got a huddle here with McKimson and Klein at 8.30, a brunch meeting at the Polo Lounge at 11.30, and then your presentation at 2. Okay, call Jack. Tell him to stall Klein until 8.45. Change the reservations to Citrus for brunch and pick up my dry cleaning. Beat me if there's a problem. It's a good thing I have a car phone. It was a smog-filled morning in old L.A., freeway shootings in Sepulveda Pass. Another dumb driver just cut me off. Thank God I purchased bulletproof glass. I've got meetings, luncheons, a tennis game, and drinks with Sylvester Stallone. I book up my busy calendar on my brand new shiny car phone. Ta-ta. He's got a bitchin' car phone. He thinks he owns a road. Yeah, he's got a brand new car phone. He's stuck in the yuppie mode. Blocking the lanes ahead, he's weaving at a frightful rate. So I get on the phone to the CHP, give the number on his license plate. Tina, Tina, this is Bill, and I've hardly moved an inch. Can you push my meeting up until nine? I'm really in a pinch. He's got a bitchin' car phone, he thinks he owns a road. Yeah, he's got a brand new car phone, he's stuck in the yuppie mode. Says he has a brand new car phone, you better not get in his way. He's gotta use that car phone. Copyright 2019, Spud Goodman Productions.